Good afternoon, everyone. A few quick announcements before Mass. This week, we shift to summer office hours. So the office will only be open until noon every day until we get back from the September long weekend. This week, there will be no Mass during the week and no adoration on Friday. And then we had some leftover cream cheese from making the cheesecakes for the World Youth Day dinner. So we put together some cheesecake packages. So cheesecake with the recipe that we use to make the cheesecake. Um, so if you would like to do that so that we don't waste cream cheese, those will be laid out on a table on your way out for Mass. And then being Canada Day, right after the final blessing, we will sing O Canada together before we sing our recessional hymn. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life.
Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. And on earth peace to people of good We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand, the Father. Have mercy, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ. With the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who through the grace of adoption chose us to be children of light, grant, we pray, that we may not be wrapped in the darkness of error, but always be seen to stand in the bright light of truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever.
place for the gun.
Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his apostles, Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward, and whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, that person will not lose their reward. The Gospel of the Lord. Before you're ordained a priest, you're required to take a five-day silent retreat. And so for my retreat, I went to the Benedictine Abbey in Mission, BC, which if you're ever driving to Vancouver, I highly recommend the mild detour to go and visit Westminster Abbey in Mission, BC, where the monks are up on the hill. But the Benedictines, from St. Benedict, who is their founder, one of the important things that they hold to in their community is the virtue of hospitality. And so when I went there, I didn't know any of the monks before I went there, but the moment that it came time for dinner, there's the abbot, who's the head of the house, and the prior, who's his second in command, 
and then there was me at the head table. And then there are two brother monks that go around and bring the food around for you to serve your own helping on to your table. And then everybody sits and waits until everybody's finished eating. Then we get up. And then I was welcomed into their choir, so their church is set up that the people sit out there in front of the altar, and they've got choir stalls behind the altar where they do their prayers four or five times a day. And I was welcomed to join them in their choir stalls. And if I accidentally took one of the stalls of the monks that prays there every day for years on end, he just slid over to the next stall and sat there. And when I struggled to make my way through their prayer book, because it was slightly different than my prayer book, the monk next to me just paused his prayers and turned to me and helped me, a stranger, to find my way. There was this virtue of hospitality that radiated through, that even one day the abbot just decided that he was going to walk with me for an hour in the garden and just talk with me, a stranger. This idea of hospitality is part of being a Christian. We hear that in the first reading with the prophet Elisha, and we hear it again with Jesus in the gospel. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Or in with the prophet Elisha and the woman who welcomes him for a meal, and then her and her husband building him a house, what you need to remember is that the prophets, while they're alive, they might be revered, but they're oddballs. Nobody really wants to associate with them. They're kind of a little out of left field, and they're kind of weird in what they say and what they do, and so they're always kind of on the margins of society. So the fact that this man and this woman build him a house to stay in whenever he passes through is significant, welcoming the prophet. St. Benedict, when he founded his order, his religious community, what inspired him towards that hospitality was these, the words from the Gospel of St. Matthew. Whatever you do to the least of these, you do to me. And that's what inspired that importance of that virtue of hospitality in the way that they go about their religious life. But for us as a Christian, it's intended to be part of our essence. We are intended to be hospitable to whoever comes our way. I don't know if you've heard of the Marion Center in Edmonton, but it's a house just off 97th Street, and it's run by Madonna House community. So Madonna House is a community that was founded in Cumbermere, Ontario, and it's lay men and women who've vowed themselves to a celibate life living in community, and they serve the needs of the local community. So here in Edmonton, they run a soup kitchen downtown. And so twice a week, they open their doors to anybody off the street to come, and they serve them a meal. And the image that you saw before Mass up on the screen is titled Christ in the Breadline. And that's, they've got a large wall size image of that in their dining room, reminding them that they are serving what they call Brother Christopher. Christopher, the name Christopher means Christ-bearer. And so part of their spirituality and the way that they serve the poor is to be reminded that every person that they serve a meal, every person that they interact with there, is a brother Christopher, that they bear Christ for them. There's kind of a 
classic story, you may have heard it before, I hope it's true, but in a non-Catholic church, in an evangelical church, there was a man who was newly appointed a pastor of that community, but nobody had ever really met him before. So on the first Sunday where he was going to be introduced to his new community, he wanted to test out his new parishioners, his new congregation. So he dressed up as a homeless man, and he walked into the church to see how everybody would react. And they kind of ignored him, kind of scoffed him, didn't really welcome him in. He kind of slid into the back pew and people kind of gave him his space. And then when the person came up to introduce the new pastor, he got up from the back pew and walked all the way up and watched all the people stare as they recognized that their pastor was in fact the homeless man. And I often wonder, you know, the second coming of Christ. Is he going to come brilliantly in robes of a king? Or is he going to be that homeless man? And are we able to recognize him? This virtue of hospitality isn't just something that's kind of added on. It's intended to be part of the Christian heart. Why? There's a Benedictine nun. So again, with that virtue of hospitality, here's why she says hospitality is so important for us as Christians. It means that we take people in, into the space that is our lives, our minds, our hearts, and our work, and our efforts. Hospitality is the way that we come out of ourselves. It is the first step toward dismantling the barriers of the world. Hospitality is the way that we welcome others into our life, that we make space in our life. And I can tell you I am really bad at it because I like the way that my life goes. And the moment that you welcome somebody else in your life, you have to change what you're thinking, what you're doing, and how you're doing it, and that's uncomfortable. I marvel those people who just so willingly automatically change plans the moment that somebody comes. The pastor where I grew up when I was a child was so good at this. He would just invite himself over to families' houses. And he didn't care how they felt about it. He just showed up and he just ate whatever was there to share in that hospitality, whatever was being offered. Because here's, here's the challenging part. If we struggle to let others in, if we struggle to be hospitable to others, the reality is, is we're going to struggle to let God into our life as well. This is why it's part of the Christian life. Being willing and being able to be hospitable and to allow others into our life, to disrupt our life, to change our thoughts, words, and actions, is the very virtue that allows God to become a part of our life. Brother Christopher, that we are serving. So my reflection, my challenge to you today, is simply to reflect on how are we hospitable as a parish community? We have the ministry of hospitality, but is that really the goal? Do we have delegated people who are hospital for the rest of us and then we don't have to worry about it? No. It's an attention for all of us. And we kind of struggle with it as Catholics because of the way that we come to worship on Sundays. Right? We walk into the church, we sit down, and we face the altar, rightfully so, because Christ is present here. And then after Mass, we come and we walk out. And it's very easy. I did it for many years 
going to Mass, where you walk into the church, you might know one or two people that you say hi to, and you walk out of the church, and you don't say hi to anybody, and you go home. And yet, for sure at this Mass, it's pretty much the same people every Saturday. There's not that many of you. It'd be pretty easy for each one of you to know everybody that's here at Mass tonight. And then to know each other in a way that when there's somebody new that comes to the community, we're able to welcome them. That we're able to go and see them before they have to try to muster up the courage to reach out and to go to that new community and try to insert themselves in when maybe the community doesn't really want them in there. Or just with the people that are present. How are we hospitable to each other? How do we make space in our minds, in our efforts, in our work for others? Right? So when you sit in your pew, what do you do? When you see that family coming in late and looking for a seat and there's these wonderful gaps in the middle of the pew, do you just hold your place? Or do you be like those good Benedictine monks who just slide over to the middle? and Let yourself be cornered in the middle with no way to get out, with that noisy family bookending your pew. Or another big challenge for us that are here is our brothers and sisters in Christ that are C&E Catholics, Christmas and Easter Catholics. How are we hospitable to them when they show up twice a year for Mass and the way that we welcome them in? Because you know them in your life. It's not comfortable for them coming into the church. It's not familiar to them. And so if they are rubbing shoulders with a weekly Catholic that doesn't welcome them in, what does that do for them? Or how are you hospitable to the, the odd one in the parish? And if you don't know who that is, it might be you. What do you do to the loud one in the parish? How are you hospitable to the irreverent one in the parish? Or the annoying one? Or the grumpy one? Or the mean one who said that nasty thing to you a year ago? How are we hospitable to everyone around us? How do we make space in our minds and in our hearts and in our lives because if we struggle to do that with others we will struggle to do it for God. So the question today for me is can we see and serve Christ in one another? Can we see brother Christopher in each person that walks through these doors and treat them as such? I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible, in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, 
consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Remembering that when we welcome others, we welcome Christ, we offer our prayers to our Heavenly Father. For our Church and all her ministers, may she continue to teach the peoples of the world how to open their hearts to the message of our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. For all leaders and legislators, may the regulations and laws they create respect freedom of religion and acknowledge cultural differences, we pray. For our own country that we call home, that she might be strongly rooted in the Christian values that were at her foundation, and may she be hospitable to all peoples who come here to make it their home. We pray to the Lord. For those suffering unjust persecution for their beliefs, may the Holy Spirit fill them with the righteous strength they need to persevere in their struggle. We pray to the Lord. For all Catholic families, may they pray for and nurture the gift of vocations to the priesthood and consecrated life from among their children, we pray. For all our families and relationships, may we find the patience and forbearance we need to cope with the frayed tempers that can be found in our daily interactions, we pray to the Lord. Almighty, ever-faithful God, you have blessed us with many gifts. We give thanks for all that we have and all that we are. Most of all, we give thanks for the great gift of your Son, Jesus. In gratitude, we seek to shape our lives in imitation of Christ, your Son, as faithful stewards of your gifts of time, talent, and treasure. May we share these gifts with others willingly, with groups, both in practice and with love. Loving God, our fervent hope and prayer is that you will continue the building of our faith community of St. Francis Xavier. Send laborers into your harvest, holy priests, deacons, religious, and seminarians, generous single men and women, loving husbands and wives. Give us the special graces that our lives require to participate in your mission. Bless us, our families, and those we love. Help us to be gifts to others in your name. Form us all in the likeness of your Son, so that with him, with him, and through him, we may love you more deeply and serve you more faithfully. 
always and everywhere. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become for us our spiritual drink.
Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. O God, who graciously accomplished the effects of your mysteries, grant, we pray, that the deeds by which we serve you may be worthy of these sacred gifts. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, for when your children were scattered afar by sin, through the blood of your Son and the power of the Spirit, you gathered them again to yourself, that a people formed as one by the unity of the Trinity, made the body of Christ and the temple of the Holy Spirit, might to the praise of your manifold wisdom be manifest as the Church. And so in company with the choirs of angels, we praise you, and with joy we proclaim. You are indeed holy and to be glorified, O God, who love the human race and who always walk with us on the journey of life. Blessed indeed is your Son present in our midst when we are gathered by his love, and when, as once for the disciples, so now for us, he opens the scriptures and breaks the bread. Therefore, Father most merciful, we ask that you send forth your Holy Spirit to sanctify these gifts of bread and wine, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, on the night of the Last Supper, he took bread and said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you.
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, gave you thanks, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, Holy Father, as we celebrate the memorial of Christ your Son, our Savior, whom you led through his passion and death on the cross to the glory of the resurrection, and whom you have seated at your right hand, we proclaim the work of your love until he comes again, and we offer you the bread of life and the chalice of blessing. Look with favor on the oblation of your church, in which we show forth the paschal sacrifice of Christ that has been handed on to us, and grant that by the power of the spirit of your love, we may be counted now and until the day of eternity among the members of your Son, in whose body and blood we have communion. Bring your church, O Lord, to perfect faith and charity, together with Francis our Pope and Richard our Bishop, with all bishops, priests, and deacons, and the entire people you have made your own. Open our eyes to the needs of our brothers and sisters. Inspire in us words and actions to comfort those who labor and are burdened. Make us serve them truly after the example of Christ and at his command. And may your church stand as a living witness to truth and freedom, to peace and justice, that all people may be raised up to a new hope. Remember our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the peace of your Christ and all the dead whose faith you alone have known. Admit them to rejoice in the light of your face and in the resurrection give them the fullness of life. Grant also to us when our earthly pilgrimage is done that we may come to an eternal dwelling place and live with you forever. There in communion with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the apostles and martyrs, with St. Francis Xavier, and with all the saints, we shall praise and exalt you through Jesus Christ, your Son. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days. That by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Amen. The body of Christ. Amen. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. Amen. The body of Christ. Amen. 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 Called Christ. Amen. Body of Christ. 
Body of Christ. Body of Christ. Body of Christ. Body of Christ. Body of Christ. Body of Christ. Body of Christ. Body of Christ. Body of Christ. Body of Christ. Body of Christ. Body of Christ. Body of Christ. Body of Christ. Body of Christ. Body of Christ. Bless you, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God bless you, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Body of Christ. 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 Amen. Body of Christ. Amen.
Let us pray. May this divine sacrifice we have offered and received fill us with life, O Lord, we pray, so that bound to you in lasting charity, we may bear fruit that lasts forever. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace. Go. Oh, Canada, our home and native land, true patriot love in all of us command with glowing hearts we the true nor strong and free from far and wide O Canada we stand on guard for thee God keep our land glorious and free O Canada we stand on guard for thee O So I know what's going on in the parish. <laughs> 